Welcome to Google Ads Unleashed, the podcast that helps you harness the power of Google Ads to increase sales for your online business. In an ever-changing Google Ads landscape, we uncover the latest strategies, techniques, and best practices for creating effective ad campaigns that deliver real results. And now your host, Jeremy Young. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Google Ads Unleashed. It's Jeremy here. Hope you're all doing well. Um, it's absolutely boiling here in the UK, really struggling. So hopefully we can fly through this episode as well. The last episode I did, I said exactly the same. It seems to me that we're getting a little last heat wave here. Uh, hopefully it lasts, but uh, we shall see. Um, but yeah, in this episode, um, I want to talk about something that's really, really crucial in understanding how to do uh, search ads targeting and how to, um, uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, optimize your campaigns and also uh, for you to encourage starting or testing something which many years ago I wouldn't have recommended to anyone. But uh, here we go. Things are changing and I want to obviously keep you up to date with the best practices in the industry. And I'm going to talk about match types. So keywords is what many would argue is probably the most fundamental element of uh, what AdWords, uh, how it used to be called in our Google Ads, is all about, right? So um, this is sort of the uh, the core targeting method that has made the platform popular and has also um, been the key role in and defined how we actually match um, the right ads to, um, to to the right search queries. And Google historically had uh, four match types, right? So there are only three now, but historically there were four. Um, and they are exact match, so um, which I'm going to be talking about in a bit. It's basically indicated by um, the uh, sort of the, the, the brackets or the corner, the cornered brackets. And it basically indicates uh, that it should match any uh, your ad to any search that is exactly or uh, at least extremely um, similar to sort of the uh, um, the search term that someone put in. So let's, for instance, you are um, wanting to uh, uh, target the search term um, power housing service, yeah, something like that then you can use the sort of corner brackets exactly to just target that search. But it may also show for very uh, similar searches, such as, uh, for instance, the plural of uh, of the word, or for some, something like, um, you know, instead of power hosing, maybe something like uh, yard, um, well, what's another word for power hose? Some sort of synonym, right? So something like uh, jet washing service, yeah, uh, for instance. Then you have phrase match. So phrase match is indicated by the inverted commas at the top. And basically, it may show your ads on searches that include um, the meaning of the keyword. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't necessarily um, include... Um, 
or it doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's the sort of order of the keywords in which, uh, uh, or the order of the search terms in which it appears in the sentence. What do I mean by that? So historically, phrase match only triggered ads for searches if it contained your keywords in the exact order in which they appeared. So for instance, if you were to, um, you know, uh, run ads on, let's say, uh, PPC services, then it would only appear for searches such as PPC services, um, or Younger Digital, <laughs> a shameless plug here, or PPC services uh, nearby, or PPC services in my town, etc., etc., uh, but now it will also show for searches which uh, sort of transpose the same meaning, right? So something like uh, uh, best, um, you know, uh, P PPC agency or something like that, yeah, um, near me or uh, any sort of similar term in that regard. So Google Ads has already created a massive deviation to how it used to work because those sort of more abstract searches in which it didn't matter in which combination the two words of your uh, phrase match keyword appeared uh, used to be covered by something called broad match modifier, which was indicated with a plus sign. I believe that was phased out in 2021. So it's quite a while ago now, but we recently audited an ad account where, where broad match modifier fire was still used well they didn't they don't exist they don't work anymore because literally the plus sign doesn't mean anything anymore but basically um that is sort of this um what phrase match has amalgamated right so broad match modifier and phrase match more or less merged into into one uh, sort of beast um, and then we have broad match and broad match sort of shows your ads on searches that uh, relate to your keyword. Um, so let's say, for instance, uh, to go back to the jet washing service keyword, let's say you have that as broad match, then you might even uh, sort of appear on searches such as uh, jet wash pricing or something like that, right? Where people... Um, have the intention and the intent and the meaning to find a service or a product such as yours, but actually search in a different way. And basically why Google is tending more and more towards broad and is really pushing the agenda in that because Google is starting to become a lot less sort of focused on the actual linguistic words and sort of the search terms as it used to be. It used to be very technical and very clinical how to target, uh, you know, sort of certain searches, but it's shifting more and more towards meaning. And the reason is, is because people are starting to treat search engines like humans, right? Um, we are sort of moving away from a mechanistical understanding of what do I have to input to get the right search result? We're treating Google like a buddy who we can ask anything. I mean, just ask your smart speaker, right? You can literally talk to it like a real person. And that is what sort of broad match is designed to do because it's also covering a lot of long tail searches and a lot of uh, sort of um, bizarre searches, which you may not be able to even to capture with uh, a normal phrase match or exact match keyword. 
would. Another example, for instance, let's say uh, you have a pizza restaurant, right? And you would target the keyword pizza restaurant with exact match, right? Then fabulous. Then you might actually have, uh, you might target a lot of searches such as, uh, you know, just pizza restaurant or pizza restaurants or something like that. If you did it with phrase match, you would also target stuff such as pizza delivery service. Yeah. So, um, very similar in meaning and have, have a little bit of a deviation to it. Or, um, you would also target something like, where's the best pizza restaurant or the best, uh, pizza or the best restaurant that serves pizzas in town? Doesn't matter whether in the, the two words are in the sentence. But now what broad match does is the following. It would show your ad, for instance, for, um, something like, where's the best, um, linguine in town? Yeah, because people have still got the pizza restaurant in their head and that's what they want to do. But that is not triggered by the search terms, right? And it's not triggered by the, the keywords. So broad match is able to capture the meaning and the intent of the user of what they want to achieve and can serve relevant ads as a result for that. A um, couple of things that you might want to know. Um, I'm going to start with broad match uh, is that it can also lead to a lot of irrelevant clicks and a lot of budget waste, right? Broad match is very, very dangerous. So it can be super powerful, especially for high caliber accounts with a lot of conversions, but it can also pulverize a lot of money, right? So be very aware because Google uh, by default has a couple of things um, on as default in your ad account, a so-called automatic applied recommendations, for instance, where it will automatically add broad match keywords into your campaigns. So just make really sure that uh, you use them sparsely and uh, use them and test wisely whether they're better for your ad account. Also, it can just still generate a lot of nonsense. That's why it wasn't used a long, long time ago, uh, but it is now getting better and better um, at ma comprehens comprehensively matching search terms to, to the right keywords because obviously Google's AI is evolving and evolving more over time, right? So, but still you might get a lot of ad wastage. Just really make sure you do regular, uh, regular negative keyword research and, uh, yeah, so use it, uh, uh sparsely. Then obviously broad match modifiers dead, uh, as I've mentioned. So if you're still using them in your ad account, they're not working. It just doesn't work. So replace the keywords. They obviously it's, uh, it's dead. It's been replaced by phrase match. So phrase match, as you can now tell, it becomes more and more tightly matched, right? So phrase match is really good to use it in the same ad groups as your exact match keyword. Um, I would always recommend if you start a Google ads account to in each ad group to have the exact and phrase match version of a keyword. Um, I'm going to, uh, later on talk a little bit about why I, I would recommend this and, um, and how to get tested with that. But basically, um, yeah, the phrase match is, uh, sort of, uh, you know, you have to be aware that it's not how it used to work. It used to really just work off the, in order of, uh, the words that you actually phrase matched as a keyword. But now it also shows for similar meaning keywords. Okay. So that's something that you really need to be aware of. 
Um, and uh, then exact match is something that obviously after doing your keyword research, I would always use just because um, if you have identified search terms which have worked really well or which are very often sought after, then why not target them as specifically as possible so that you can match a really good ad to that search term. Um, yeah, so I've talked a lot about sort of positive match types. Um, what I've not talked about now is negative keywords as well and how the match types work there. Okay. So first of all, negative keywords, super important. I've done an episode about negative keywords. I've done, uh, I've mentioned multiple times why it's super, super important, but, uh, it's also, uh, you need to be aware what sort of, um, you know, uh, types of, uh, uh, negative match types they exist. And they exist three as well. Exact negative match, phrase negative match, and broad negative match. And they work in a very, very different way. Okay. So, um, the exact match is exactly, um, how, um, I described before. Let's go back to the jet washing example. Um, for instance, let's say, um, you have the negative keyword, uh, jet washing for your jet washing business. Why, why, why should you ever do that? I don't know. Um, basically, um, let's say jet washing is that might be a poor example. I'm just going to cite, I think, um, a good one that, uh, Google comes up with, I, I believe it's got something to do with, uh, I think they do like running shoes or something like that is the example which they show it on. Um, go on to, um, maybe the, uh, Google support article and, uh, and check it out. But basically if you, um, uh, let's say you would be selling running shoes, um, or let's say you're selling shoes, but you don't sell running shoes, um, and you negative exact match the keyword running shoes, then you would literally show for any sort of uh, shoe search still with your normal keywords other than the exact search term running shoes, right? Um, why you would do that, I wouldn't really know because what you'd rather want to do is use phrase match for this, right? Because, um, what, um, phrase match does is pretty much exactly how phrase match used to work, right? So phrase match, uh, will stop showing your search term for, um, the exact order in which the, these two words appear in any sort of sentence or any sort of future search term, right? So for instance, let's say you negative phrase match the word running shoes, you might still be showing for something like, um, you know, uh, soccer shoes, um, or, uh, or, uh, shoe running. Yeah, that, uh, you might, but you will not appear for, let's say, blue running shoes. Yeah, because the word running and shoe is in that exact combination uh, of that word. Right. So be aware that you'd rather want to be using that because a mistake that a lot of people make is when they do the negative keywords is to just add them as an exact match. But what happens is if you add it as an exact match, you literally only exclude in one single search, right? You're not excluding all future searches, which are containing this little phrase, uh, in phrase of keyword. So what you want to be doing is add them as a phrase match, right? Because you're preventing all future searches in whichever combination they might appear, which uh, which contain those two words in that exact order. Uh, and that is why uh, phrase match is so powerful and really important. If it's just one word, 
negative broad match and negative raise match is exactly the same. They are interchangeable and work. But how negative broad match works, which is relatively interesting, is that um, it negatives any sort of search which contains the words that you've negatived in any combination, however they appear in the sentence. So to go back to the running shoes example, um, is that um, if you have uh, the search term soccer shoes, it still appears because it doesn't contain the two negative keywords. Or if you have the word, um, for instance, um, um, I don't know, something like uh, running shoe itself, it'll still not um, uh, negative it because it doesn't have the both keywords um, in that sentence excluded. But rather, if you have, for instance, something like blue running shoe or red running shoe or whatever, or uh, shoes for running, yeah, where both words are within the sentence and are within a longer tail phrase, then it is excluded. It's very difficult to explain this via podcast, hence why I would very, very, very uh, uh, much urge you to go to the Google support site, really have a look at this and uh, sit down for a while to understand how they work and how it uh, sort of affects, of course, your um, your search campaigns and, and your performance. But the biggest tip that I could sort of give away here is that you very rarely use exact match negative. Always use either broad or phrase match because you will be able to exclude future searches so much more efficiently. And that is what negative keywords is about. And it all goes back to good structure, right? If you just half-ass it and just, ah, whatever, you know, I put negative keywords on campaign level and I'm not going to put them properly in a list and I half-ass it and just make everything exact match, you are not actually preventing future searches which are relevant for you. So that's why it's really important to understand the match types and to do this properly. Then some things that I want to mention as well is that um, how is its correlation with Pmax. So the interesting thing is is that search um, keywords uh, take precedence over Pmax. So that means if um, your uh, if the keyword and the match type that you chose uh, can be better producing an ad than a Pmax campaign for the same search term, then search will override Pmax. Pmax will only override search for long tail searches, for um, any other stuff that it can hoover up. Okay, so um, that is the official version. I've seen people who've complained that the traffic uh, drastically went down um, on their search campaigns once they implemented Pmax, but I've not seen any of this. Uh, search is continuing to work perfectly fine alongside Pmax, so this is not something that I would worry about for now. Um, so what are some best practices? I've already mentioned a few. Make sure that you um, actually use, uh, do your negative keyword research uh, regularly and that you use the right match types and put them into negative keyword lists. Uh, some best practices to really understand how those match types work and for what sort of uh, use case they, they can be. 
Um, be aware that board match can still backfire. It's extremely, extremely powerful, but I would highly recommend that, uh, you, you try it, but, uh, in a controlled environment. That's uh, the next thing that I'm going to get to. But broad match should be specifically used for high volume accounts. It's very powerful for high volume, very poor for low volume. Okay. So that it's, it's not a set rule, but as a rule of thumb. Okay. And what I would always recommend is start with exact and phrase in your ad group. Um, and you want to be then setting up an experiment where you can test exact and phrase match versus broad match. Uh, listen maybe to my podcast about experiments where I elaborate a bit further on this, but these are sort of the things that you will want to, um, be doing. So a few actionable insights for you guys, um, go away and, oh, another mistake to avoid and something that I would do is to never mix too many match types in one campaign, right? So, uh, in one ad group, like I said, exact and phrase can uh, live together quite nicely, but, um, broad will otherwise hoover up far too many impressions. So always keep broad match in a separate campaign if possible. Okay. Um, or, obviously make it replace exact and phrase if it outperforms uh, the original campaign t- uh, the original campaign which only contains exact and phrase um some insights and in where i think everything's going to go and some things that you should do so i think what you should do if this is all very still confusing to you is to obviously reach out to me <laughs> uh, um, for for help if you need help but no uh on a serious note is to really go go out there really understand it right uh have a look at a few help articles from google uh there's a rare exception they're actually really good so um, check it out and really understand the, the various match types, especially the negative ones. Um, have an eye on the development of everything because Google is going to go more and more into automation. So, and more as pushing really hard into the broad sort of area. So make sure that um, you don't have any uh, things automatically activated in your campaigns, which automatically pump broad match uh, keywords into, into your campaigns or which automatically upgrade all of your other match types to broad. This only makes Google more money and most of the time and not you. So just be really careful with that. And I think where everything is going to go is we're going to be in future head into a match typeless uh, environment. So it's going to get more and more important. What is the actual content on the website? How can we optimize that for the customer journey? It's going to get more important how, how the ads are actually going to look like, right? It's going to move a lot away from being mechanistic, but going back to the basics of marketing. And it's going to be a lot more about how does the entire funnel look like, right? So it's going to be very interesting times ahead. But this is how everything is working right now. Uh, like I said before, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Otherwise, I wish you a fantastic day and I'll speak to you very soon again. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Google Ads Unleashed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you found value in today's podcast, Please share it with others and leave a rating and a review. For more information or to connect with Jeremy, check him out online at www.younganddigital.marketing. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.